Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, ECRG here, back with another episode. Today I've got a very, very special video special episode for you guys today. A lot of people have been asking about interview, interview, interview. What's asked during the interview? And I've got a report back and I actually said I'd make this video a while back because one of my clients who uh, did a resume review package with me as well as interview prep with me, uh, actually I announced that she got, uh, not promoted, but she got offered an in-house CRA position level two which is excellent because she had originally applied for level one, but they were so impressed with her that they gave her an in-house CRA level two. And she said a lot of that had to do with uh, my interview prep because of the questions that we did during that. So if you're interested in any type of interview preparation or resume review, you can email me eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. But she responded back with some of the questions that were asked during the interview. And I'm going to uh, let you guys know about some of these today, uh, just so you guys know when you're going through your interviews or, or you want to do some interview preparation, you can kind of think about these questions in advance. Um, and, you know, it kind of helps to, and you, you can go back and watch some of my past interview videos to kind of think about these questions and you want to get some scenarios in your head down. Um, I talk about this when I do my one-on-one interview prep with clients a lot is the trick for interviews is to only think of a few uh, scenarios. Only think of a few scenarios and situations um, and use those and tilt those to the questions that they ask. So they could ask you 10 or so different behavioral questions, but you only need a few scenarios to just kind of plug and play with in the interview. A lot of people try and come up with a scenario or a situation for each question. That's too much to remember. And you want it to come off as natural as possible. You don't want it to come off uh, overly rehearsed, like you're uh, reading off a script or something. So that's why I think preparing a few situations and scenarios is probably the best way to go about interviewing uh, in the clinical research industry. So she said she tried to jot down a few of these questions. So I'm going to go ahead and start with the first one. She said, name one positive and negative quality of your current manager. So that's a question that really they're trying to, uh, you know, kind of see what you, you would, what you would say. Um, this is a question where you, when you're responding, you do not want to go out there and just bash your former manager. That would look very bad because they're going to be thinking, wow, what is this person saying behind my back if I were to hire them? So definitely don't want to do that. Uh, next question they have is name a quality you possess that would be useful to this role. Um, so that's a good question. I mean, Really, you should know your strengths and weaknesses, and that's one of the highlights, I think, of my interview prep that I do and resume review is uh, talk about those strengths and weaknesses for the clinical research position. And, um, you know, obviously, if you rehearse this and if you practice, you should know where your strengths are um, and your weaknesses lie. Uh, Are you familiar with regulatory documents? Now, this is a question that, you know, if you have prior experience in the industry, obviously, you say yes. 
um, you have to say yes. Um, but if you don't have prior experience in the industry, you want to kind of portray that you are familiar with regulatory documents. Um, and so this might be a, a question where you might offer up a little bit of extra knowledge so that they don't uh, try and pry deep. Because, you know, if you have experience, they're going to ask you specific questions like, you know, what is a 1572 or like, uh, what is a financial disclosure form or, you know, what is a delegation of duties log type of, type of questions like that. But if you don't have, if you're, if this is an entry level position, you don't need any experience, then you could say you're familiar, but if they start asking questions, you, you're fine saying you don't know, um, but you plan on learning while you're in the role. Next question they ask is name an accomplishment in your professional life that you are proud of. So this goes back to strengths and weaknesses. Obviously your strengths are going to be things that um, you think you're good at, but also other people think you're good at. So if you got some kind of award, something that's an easy answer to this question, um, you know, employee of the month or some, some type of departmental award or something like that, um, that's always good. Any type of certificate you got, um, that's always good too. Next question is, where do you see yourself in the next two to five years? Um, this is a common question. They, they want to see if you are preparing for long-term growth with that company or are you planning to be there six months, a year, and leave? So you definitely want to kind of portray that you hope to stay with the organization and, and grow your career there. Um, so next question they ask is, is, if you are given an assignment with an unreachable deadline, what would you do? And, you know, a lot of times the interviewing style is going to be behavioral based. So they could flip that same type of uh, question and say, um, have you ever had a situation where you were given a deadline and you couldn't meet it? So it's a kind of similar qu uh, question. Um, but you want to say e either way, you want to say what you did or what you would have done in that in that situation. Um, and oftentimes. If they ask a behavioral question where I do not have a scenario for or I don't have prior experience conducting, that's where you say what you would do. So this is this is kind of an interesting question. Um, next question they ask is, how do you handle managing multiple tasks? So multitask, just a basic multitask question there. Uh, another question they ask is, what interested you in this position? I think that's pretty much par for the course. You, you've got to know why you're interested in that position. Uh, they're going to ask if you if you don't really know why or or you say something like it's just a job. Uh, that's not going to look too good. Um, here's another question. If you notice that something a colleague handed off to you contains a mistake, how would you handle that? Um, OK, that's a pretty good question, too. Um, this is this is one of those behavior. They want to see how you handle situations. So a lot of people struggle with those uh, type of questions. And, you know, the question sets that I use for my clients are most of it is behavioral based because that's extremely common in the clinical research industry right now, especially for the entry level roles, um, because they're not going to ask you, you know, about specifics in the industry because you're not going to know them. You have minimal experience, if any. So they're going to ask you about how you handle and work in situations, how you work in teams and handle adversity. But a lot of people do have trouble with that. And that's why I really started the interview prep process, because uh, I think there's a way to tackle behavioral based interviewing. And it is a skill and it's different than what a lot of people are used to. But I think I could definitely help. Uh, so you can email me eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com if you're interested in that. Um, and then she also said there were a lot of questions about employee to management relationship. So 
you know, it just depends on the culture of the company, uh, especially in clinical research. You could either be really, really close with your management team or not close at all. Uh, I remember in my first position as a project specialist, none of my management team was even in the same country as me. Like, I'm gonna say that again. None of the people I worked with or managed more my management team were in the same country as me. Um, they were all based elsewhere. So it's important to understand, you know, how your employee and management relationships are going to be because, you know, some people need, uh, some people like their space when it comes to management or, and some people like to be checked up, const, uh, checked up on constantly. So it just kind of depends. So you got to know your management style, how you like to be managed, etc. So got a lot of good questions there. So those are actual, um, in-house CRA questions. Uh, that's what she had interviewed for, but she was a former CRC. So that's why I said CRC. Um, but you know, these are actual interview questions that were asked. Um, and you know, these aren't all of them, but this is definitely a good start for someone who's looking to prepare and looking to get into the clinical research field. So hope this was informative for you guys. Um, any more questions or you want your question answered or any, any tips or anything like that. Email me, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. Take care.